music exploded and um like kind of like the some of the last the the boundaries i saw were broken you know like punk rock was shocking This is Tommy Keene, and you're listening to 90.7 FM, WGXC, Acra. The Radio Witch Moon Hotline is standing by to collect good vibes of all kinds. Call 518-302-6067 and tell the moon your happy secrets, gratitudes, wins, poems, favorite recipes, compliments, and anything else that cheers you up. That's 518-302-6067. The Radio Witch is getting her candles, herbs, and Crystal Radio Set ready to transform your vibes into a powerful spell to amplify all the good vibes into a healing balm. Call now with your good news, silver linings, songs, and bluebird sightings. 518-302-6067. Tune in on the full moon right here at WGXC 90.7 FM Acre to receive the full power of the spell. And don't forget to call 518-302-6067. WGXC underwriting support is provided by Gemini Construction, a full-service contracting firm specializing in complete electrical construction services. Gemini Construction, serving green and surrounding counties for over 40 years. For more information, contact 518-622-9829. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Tunstall Studio Publishing of Craryville, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. You know, I was listening to the radio, and I heard this thing. 90.7 FM, listener-aided and abetted radio. Welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Here we are uh, on this beautiful Tuesday evening. Yes. I'm Amanda. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. I'm Jenny. <laughs> uh, so nice to meet like, you, Jenny. It's so nice to meet you. That, what you just heard, is our new intro to our show, <laughs> which, if you didn't know, is a show where we talk about movies to regular folks with no academic film knowledge just the knowledge of love for movies yeah uh, where we talk about movies and that was the sound of a vcr going into or sorry a vhs <laughs> going into a vcr and the famous thx sound it was so good thank you for putting that together oh my pleasure i literally googled free sound vcr <laughs> and free sound thx <laughs> oh man it sounds just like I remember. It's perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> it's so perfect. beautiful. <laughs> Taking me right back. Well, uh, here we are 
on this beautiful evening. Um, Amanda, could you tell me what you've been watching recently? I sure can, Jenny. Um, so I watched a movie, uh, I guess two weekends ago now. Um, I think the desire was to watch like a newer sci-fi or horror movie or something, but I, we came across this movie called Vivarium from 2019. It's brand new. Um, and I want to say it was streaming on Amazon. Um, and it stars Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg. And it's about them as they're the stars. It's a very small cast. There's not a lot of characters. Um, they're a young couple. They're, they're living in England. They're looking for a new flat to live in. And they happen upon this new, um, like uh, cul-de-sac gated community where everything looks super, super the same. And, um, long story short, let's just say they can't leave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it's really, it's actually, um, it was, a. I I'm still thinking about it because I'm not going to say it was a perfect movie, but it was really, really weird and uncomfortable. And I think, um, like successfully, you know, somewhat unique for, for movies of today. And it felt like it had a lot of, um, twilight zone elements and it was really uncomfortable and strange. And just when you thought it was getting kind of boring, like something wild would happen. And then you'd watch for a while and you'd be like, okay, like, was that, was that it? And then something else really wild would happen. (laughs) Um, so I had a lot of fun with it. It's the second movie second full-length feature from a director who I'd never heard of called Lorcan Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also co-wrote the story. Um, and yeah, it's, it was strange and uncomfortable, but I recommend giving it a watch. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. It was real weird. Yeah. That sounds really weird and fun. Good cast. I love both of those actors. Yeah. Um, they both did a great job. Can you re- can you repeat the name again? Totally. It's um called vivarium, which is also a word that means like a, an enclosure with plants oh, or animals inside like an of it. Aquarium, but a vivarium. Or a terrarium. <laughs> or yeah, a terrarium. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of the, the vague term for both of those, like an encased um ecosystem. <laughs> totally. Oh, cool. That sounds which really fun. Might give you a hint about. <laughs> <laughs> Red. Um, cool. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? What have you been watching lately? Well, um, last week I watched the lesbian rom com Christmas movie sensation that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this movie called Happiest Season, which just came out mm-hmm. uh, this year, 2020. It's streaming on Hulu exclusively, I think. Um, and you know, it was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I've been hearing. yeah it was directed by Clea Duvall who's an actor who I oh. really love I love her so much yeah. she wrote it also um you may Listeners. recognize her oh, yeah. from late oh sorry <laughs> from the same thing. <laughs> yeah she's in like a lot of like late 90s early aughts movies like the faculty and but I'm a cheerleader mm. um and she's just great I really love her and you know for her first movie, she did totally just fine. It's like, 
it stars Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis, who are also both actors I really love. <laughs> Just like a chock-a-block mm. full of really um, great famous people. People Jenny loves. People <clears throat> who I love. Um, the script is like a little messy. There's uh, definitely, I would say like, if you're a person who has some like family trauma around um, like coming out, because it's it's about basically... Kristen Stewart is dating Mackenzie Davis, who invites her over to her family's house for Christmas. Um, But while they're driving there, Mackenzie Davis reveals that uh, she's not out to her parents and she told them that she's bringing home her roommate, not her girlfriend. Um, Mm. And so like, it's the parts of it that are funny are really great because Kristen Stewart has really good comedic timing actually. Um, And the parts of it that are like trying to be schmaltzy are just like not that good <laughs> yeah um, so it's definitely I would go in with some caution it's it's a rom-com drum really it's more more of a drama R- rom-com um, drama <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's also it's just like you know um Aubrey Plaza's and it also is like a, as a side character who's um one of Mackenzie Davis's ex-girlfriends who she like treated badly but she and Kristen Stewart have really good chemistry so it's like if only the movie had done the thing that would have made sense and had them get together instead but it doesn't do that but it's still I would say it's worth a watch because there are so few queer um holiday holiday movies (laughs) yeah like maybe none (laughs) like there might be zero (laughs) what's in that basket next to nothing (laughs) not much um Um, so I, I did enjoy myself watching it uh yeah you know did they, Clea Duvall write the script? She well? did. She did also okay. write it. Um, it's like, you know, it's just fine. They do. They did put Mackenzie Davis is um, you may recognize her from she's in the TV show Halt and Catch Fire. And she was in the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Um, she's they put her in like a really bad wig, which is kind of oh. frustrating. But I feel like it was just to like accommodate the trope of like one blonde white woman and one brunette white woman as like the palatable lesbian couple in every <laughs> diversity <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. The, the classic move um but yeah you know it was totally it was enjoyable I don't watch a ton of Christmas movies but you know put these cuties in one together I'm gonna watch it of course I think you know immediately it had it had a really ready-made audience because people are like <laughs> finally <laughs> please please just one <laughs> just a crumb just a crumb just, for just me. a crumb sir. and it's too bad that it wasn't um succulent delicious perfect crumb because it's that's what's deserved <laughs> more more than <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's what I've heard about it pretty much too I mean a lot of holiday movies and a lot of movies in general are just fine yeah it's totally just fine like it's not you know it wasn't a succulent crumb but it was a crumb and like you know someday we're gonna have a whole smorgasbord a whole (laughs) so many cookies a subway cookie platter (laughs) (laughs) oh I can't wait that day's gonna be so wonderful Uh, but you know this is the first little baby step little baby crumb (sighs) (laughs) at least it's at least it's something I really do appreciate um like seeing Kristen Stewart just forever um like bloom into like I she just like you were saying she has 
comedic, great comedic timing. And it's really, really cool to just continuously see how flexible she is as an actor. Totally. Exciting. Yeah. Really good. This is a, this is a case to Stan household. (laughs) 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 I love her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Totally. I love it. (laughs) But uh, to to use this as a gentle transition, you know, having romance on the mind, uh, Amanda and I, for our theme this week, decided to watch a very particular flavor of fantasy movie. It's a hard one because it doesn't have an exact name, this genre. Um, I really, really thought it did. (laughs) I thought I was just going to take a quick Google search and find this like... (laughs) very niche subgenre because there are niche sub subgenres with names, you know, but um, I couldn't find one, but we're trying to essentially articulate the subgenre of fantasy. That's kind of coming of age, but also with a femme focus. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's like fantasy movies that, take place in kind of a wild world and usually the protagonist is a young woman and the driving force of the plot is emotion based as opposed to like anything else yeah (laughs) I guess really like to put it extremely simply in my mind I was like oh coming of age fantasy movies with a heroine Mm -hmm. (laughs) totally There's a Um, lot of different ways to summarize it. I think the thing that helped me to really plug into what I wanted to watch was we used as a blueprint the two movies, Labyrinth and Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's actually really sad how hard it was to find movies like this. um, Yeah. Because it's sad that there aren't more movies um, with, like, a young girl or woman, like, like leading an adventure and being yeah. a hero. Um, yeah. I, so, you know, there's a, there's this genre involved a lot of movies that Jenny and I have already seen, which is totally fine. We're happy to talk about those, but it was hard to dig up new ones. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up in watching some weird things. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the, you know, the best adventure of all is <laughs> the adventure of watching weird movies you otherwise would have never even thought about. I know. Um, I felt like in looking for new new movies of this flavor, um, I think that I think that this is a much more common story in Japanese cinema and anime. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> and I'm that like, you say that's that. really cool. <laughs> because two yeah, of which the we... movies that I watched yeah. are Miyazaki movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Miyazaki, our forever hero, environmentalist king. Yes. <laughs> environmentalist anime king, Hayao Miyazaki. We love you. Um, he was like, Jenny, do you, you want to talk about? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, he's true. He is truly the king of like complicated, extremely complicated fantasy worlds and like emotions driving the plot in every possible way yeah Um, like I I ended up watching one movie that I'd seen before and one I hadn't seen before 
that are both Miyazaki movies. Um, but like, I was thinking about it and I was like, you could literally apply half of the Studio Ghibli film catalog to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so but, true. Yeah. But so the first, the first thing I watched was the one that I hadn't seen before, which is Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, um, which is a very famous movie from 1984. Um, it's animated, uh, directed by Miyazaki. It's so good. It's one of those ones that I've wanted to watch forever because I know everybody loves it, but I just had never, I never got around to it. Um, but the great news is, is that I don't know if it's all of them, but definitely a significant chunk of Studio Ghibli movies are currently on HBO Max if you have it, which Ugh. is really cool because they were really hard to find streaming for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Nausicaa is about a, a girl named Nausicaa. Who, mm-hmm. um, she is like the princess mm-hmm. of this little village that um, is part of like a scattering of lots of different little villages and towns um, in this place called the Toxic Jungle which is, um, it's never like explicitly described how this happened, but basically like, it's kind of, it's almost like a post-apocalyptic fantasy movie because it's basically all these people are living um, kind of really separated from each other and uh, like living in constant danger of like uh, these like giant bugs from the toxic jungle coming out and killing them. but it's really like the motivating factor for everything is like the power of love and empathy. <laughs> like, like Nausicaa is like, she's just so great. <laughs> she, like, I feel yeah. like part of one of the tropes of this genre to me is like a person who thinks they're kind of regular and then they turn up out to have like some really important role to play. And yeah. Nausicaa doesn't necessarily start out like totally regular like she is a princess and she is like she's just like totally great <laughs> like she's like mm-hmm. really um driven and like to- like super smart um but she like turns out to have this even larger role where like she can communicate with these insects that live in the toxic jungle basically <clears throat> through the power of like love <laughs> like she can empathize with them and like mm-hmm convince them to not harm people because they don't want to harm the bugs you know um yeah but yeah it's so beautiful it was really really great um it has less of a romantic element than the other two movies that I watched but she does have like a very like short kind of I mean her her relationships with all the people around her are like so powerful um and she does like save a young boy who like is also who she's in like a, a a diplomatic airship and he like is from another city that's like shooting down the airship but she decides <laughs> to save him anyway she's a good person yeah um, and yeah it's just like really it's so great it's so special <laughs> I haven't seen it in a really really long time um and it's an earlier one for me for in Miyazaki's canon but I didn't see it until I think after I saw many of his other ones you know, when you when you said how a lot of these movies have to do with um, somebody who doesn't think they're special and then it being revealed that they they do have this like special power or like connection. I, you know, in thinking about why this genre is so, so wonderful. I mean, it's I think it's really it's really fun to to kind of sink into it and think about it. And then when you said that, it made me think about how um a lot of these movies maybe uh I don't know they they really grab us because these these heroines um 
oftentimes that power is like, has something to do with like their sensitivity and tenderness and things that are often like scrutinized in the real world. But in this like fantasy world where like they are a hero and in control of, and part of like these, these elements are, are celebrated and are the thing that like sets them apart from the rest and makes them heroes. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like Nausicaa also like she is like an accomplished swords person and she can like fly her cool little glider. Um, But like the thing that actually makes a difference in like saving people and like changing the course of this like world that she's living in is her ability to like empathetically communicate with other people and with like these creatures that they're cohabitating with. Yeah, I think that's what makes these stories so important. And it's sad that they're so rare because, yeah, like, um, girls get to be have access to these secret worlds and be their heroes. And, um, yeah, the, 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 their precociousness and talent and independence and things like that are praised and instead of scrutinized in these, yeah. in these worlds. It's nice. Totally. It's really nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was say, should I tell you about the other Miyazaki movie that I watched? Yeah, please do. I want to know. I want to know because I was going to, I was about to say the first, talk about the first one I ever saw, but maybe it's the one you're going to talk about. So I want to hear. It might be. So the other, I mean, I feel I could have chosen so many, but the other Mm -hmm. one that I chose but, but because I really wanted to rewatch it because I knew I, it would just be very comforting. Like right now, mm-hmm. I feel like is the perfect time for Ghibli movies because they are just like so yeah. nice. <laughs> they're they're so, so nice. So nice. <laughs> they, they're, they're all so nice. like, they're so tender. Um, but it's like, it's just to me, one of the more romantic ones. I watched Howl's Moving Castle again. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not what I was going to say. And I'm excited to hear you talk about it. I've only seen that one once. Really? Oh, I love both of those I'm, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan. I also really love the book um, by Diana Wynne Jones, but the movie came out in 2004. Um, and it's also just like, it's also just about like an ordinary girl who like is living in this like really complicated fantasy world. Um, you know, an ordinary girl in a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but a it's theme. Like, <laughs> Uh, it's just like, um, yeah, so uh, I guess just as a general synopsis, in case you haven't seen or read it, um, it's about this girl named Sophie who ends up being cursed by a, a witch, um, to look old and be really super old. Um, and in order to try and solve her curse, she goes and, uh, like basically breaks into a castle, um, owned by another, like notorious, everybody thinks he's evil sorcerer named Howell. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like about their emotional relationship and her relationship with the other people who live in the castle who are like demons and wizards yeah (laughs) Um, but it's also all against the backdrop of like a a war also very like um super it's another movie that is like extremely war critical in a way that is like I think like very mature for children and yeah like in in a really good way Mm -hmm. um but it's also, yeah, it's just, like, her Her superpower is also just, like, her ability to empathize with the people around her and, like, always, like, be in search of doing the right thing. Um, but it's extremely romantic also. <laughs> uh, it really is. It really is. 
I love it. I watched it the other night and like as soon as the credits started, I just started crying. I was like, oh, it's just oh, so nice. I gotta rewatch it. I know that's that is kind of a special element of this theme that we we talked about too, which maybe doesn't appear in all of the movies that fall under this theme, but is definitely part of the kind of coming of age aspect is the like one foot in romance, like totally um and like kind of like playing with like those romantic tropes also of like oh like (laughs) I'm not like other girls (laughs) 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 exactly like I'm not a girl but I'm not yet a woman (laughs) yeah yeah and like learning (laughs) learning and like very safe spaces to like play with that like early sexuality of like oh that person's cute and like I think that this relationship is really special. Like, you know, it's just really, oh, it's great. And it's so sweet too, because I think in a lot of those Miyazaki movies, it kind of, um, it's, it's done in such a nice way where like, they just skip right to falling in love. Like, totally, yeah. it's, you know, like, I think so much about how sweet the, so the first Miyazaki movie I ever saw was, um, um, Princess Mononoke, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. It was so yes. exciting. My mom rented it for me at the video store because she'd heard about it because it was such a hit, you know, yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever saw anime and it was so exciting. Um, but in that, as well as in Spirited Away, like the, it's a love story. There's very much a love story, but like yeah. there's, no, there's no kissing. Totally. It's just, it's just immediately or not immediately but it's just about developing an extremely strong connection (laughs) yeah it's like a truly just like high like high degrees of empathy and care for the people around you and like that forming of like an emotional bond (laughs) it's so good (laughs) so good it's so good wow yeah uh yeah but yeah so that was like a really nice little dive just like a little dip and dip in a toe into like Oh, what is fantasy romance? It's Miyazaki. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I know. Well, like um, you were saying, uh, we Labyrinth is kind of like some of the 80s ones were the first ones we thought about where they're kind of really by the book fantasy. And I also brought up Legend from 1985 with young Tom Cruise and the actress that plays Ferris Bueller's girlfriend. I can't remember her name right now. (laughs) But those are really kind of classic, like, um, you know, in legend, she she has to save a unicorn. Like it's really, <laughs> yeah, really the flavor. So, but I didn't. I wanted to try to find some some stuff I hadn't seen, and I went down some weird routes. Like I I didn't finish it, but I did watch half of this low budget movie from I think it was 2016 called Albion: The Enchanted Stallion. Ooh. <laughs> it was on canopy i'm actually not recommending it i'm just bringing, okay. <laughs> bringing it up briefly <laughs> to um give some some story about my search um i was excited about it though because it's also it's so so the correct flavor because it's about a girl who's taking care of her disabled father who's played by steven dorf and she takes care of horses and one day this stallion shows up and she rides it into another world where she has to save the people of that world. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. If only it were good. <laughs> it was just really, really lower budget, um, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, like the lead actress was so sweet, but she wasn't very good. I love <laughs> Stephen Dorff even more for being in that movie. 
but that's what I wanted more of. I wanted yeah. more riding horses into another realm where you <laughs> have to save the people of that realm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but speaking of saving the people of other realms, a movie that I've already seen that I will bring up for this is um, Return to Oz. I've it's, never seen Return to Oz. It's really, really good. I love it. I mean, of course, um, Wizard of Oz applies to this as well. Totally. It doesn't have quite as much of the like specific vibe we're talking about as a little more contemporary. But Return to Oz is from 1985, so it has a little more of that, and it's weirder. Um, it is so I've never read any of the books. It is based on the book, and the characters in it actually look more like the illustrations from the book, so they're a little weirder looking. Like, That's cool. you know, um, like in the original Wizard of Oz, you can see everyone's human face, <laughs> like the Tin Man's human face, but everybody here has really like there's there's weirder creatures and there's like stranger special effects. It wasn't a hit when it came out, but it's, it's gained a cult following, I think because of those amazing special effects. But um, Dorothy is played by a very young Feruza Balk and it's, so it's after she's had her adventure in Oz and she keeps talking about her adventures in Oz and her aunt and uncle get really concerned because they don't believe her. And they send her to an asylum, like an institution where, Whoa. yeah, they they take her at the beginning of the movie. It's very dark. It's truly yeah. dark fantasy. <laughs> they take her to an institution in the beginning where she's about to get shock treatment because she keeps talking about Oz and nobody believes her. And then right as it's about to happen and the doctor is very scary and the machine is very like the shock machine is it's almost its own looming character but then the institution is struck by lightning and she's able to escape with the help of a mysterious girl who shows up and she wakes up back in oz yes. instead of toto she has a chicken from her farm named belina who can talk in oz and she's so cute she's played by a real chicken <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. And maybe she's just walking around cradling a chicken. Yeah, she's she's carrying the chicken. She's so cute. She's so cute. And immediately it's just like way more strange and dark and uncomfortable. I think something about like the fact that the critters are less cute and weird immediately makes it like it feels very 80s and like yeah. kind of like, oh <laughs> what is that? Amazing. <laughs> um but yeah, so kind of back to what I was saying, right? Like Dorothy gets to go back into this world where like girls are believed, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. um, uh, leaving the world behind where, you know, she's not believed and she's actually being punished for her, um, you know, her adventurousness. Yeah. yeah, imagination. Um, and so when she gets back to Oz, the yellow brick road is in ruins. It's all crumbled. There's grass growing up between the bricks. And the Emerald City is totally also in ruins. It's really freaky. And everybody, all of her old friends, they've all been turned to stone. She can't oh find Scarecrow. She doesn't know where Scarecrow is. But she sees Lion and Tin Man, and they've all been turned to stone. And there's these creepy creatures called the Wheelers that just have wheels for feet and hands that are <laughs> running all around the ruins of Emerald City. 
Um, but she meets a whole new cast of weird characters in this one, uh, including a metal soldier named TikTok and a um, amalgamation of furniture creature called the Gump. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, Piper Laurie's in it. Piper Laurie is like an evil queen kind of who there are some really classic fairy tale elements like um she she encounters this she's like an evil queen who steals faces for Ooh. their youth and beauty because she's obsessed with collecting different faces and you know like that's i feel like that's a very um old fairy tale thing like older totally. older uh <laughs> woman <laughs> seeking to steal the beauty of a young yeah. <laughs> of a young thing um yeah and uh everybody so the reason that the emerald city lays in ruins is because of the gnome king and she has to get to the gnome king and find out what's going on and it's it's truly truly wonderful very dark and weird um but it's sweet it's sweet to be back in that in that truly like not dissimilar to Miyazaki, like extremely creatively yeah. odd fantasy world, you know, like there's not just dragons and stuff. Like totally. it's, it's really, um, really wild. And you see things that you've never seen before. Uh, it's really an adventure. It's yeah, wonderful. Totally. That's, I feel like another, like a hallmark of these movies is like, like yes they are very tropey in terms of like the character types and like some of like the plot situations but in terms of like the actual environment they're always super complicated and super mm -hmm. weird and not like any other movie which is like what is so exciting about it and like that particular flavor of fantasy yeah. um yeah the other I only watched one other movie for this and I'm really excited to tell you about it. I really want to hear about it please tell me so <laughs> it's a little bit it is kind of a little closer to sci-fi and and its flavor mm -hmm. of fantasy but it is also buck wild so it's like absolutely falls right in oh, it, it's it's more along the jupiter ascending end of the axis <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but it's a movie that came out last year called alita battle angel <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm excited i hear it's fun <laughs> yeah so i it's one of those movies that when it came out I feel like I didn't really hear anything about it um like it the trailer looked very silly to me and I had kind of didn't really have any interest in watching it um but it's from last year it's directed by Robert Rodriguez it's like a super it was, it's a James Cameron like special effects movie so he mm -hmm. he was like sitting on it for like a decade or something oh, and then finally really James. right and then finally like it, he was like it's time <laughs> And like opened the vault and let Robert Rodri Rodriguez Rodriguez in to like direct it. Uh -huh. um, but okay, so <laughs> it's wild. It's about a girl uh, named Alita who <laughs> is she. Her head and spine are found in a scrapyard by Christoph Waltz, <laughs> who uh -huh. then takes her home and gives her a body. Like he builds her a robot body. He's like a dad. He's he's her dad. And, and she wakes up and has no memory of anything. Like, she has no idea who she is um, or even, like, any, like she doesn't know anything. Uh, mm. And then over the course of the movie, it's, like, about her kind of beginning to remember who she is and also um, participating in, like, this really complicated, crazy world that she lives in. Um, I thought it was going to be about, like, cage match 
fighting, but it's actually about roller derby. <laughs> it's a roller derby movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Another genre, another sub sub genre where there's like four movies and I can't wait to do yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an like, episode. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause it's like, it's a movie about like um, identity and like selfhood and robots and romance. And it's also a sports movie about this um, type of roller derby called motorball. <laughs> Wow. wow. Um, but it's really interesting. I read a couple of pieces um, that were basically analyzing um, Alita's character as trans, which really made a lot of sense to me as I was watching it also, uh-huh. um, because it's like it has the, the same kind of like powerful emotional drive that these other movies we've been talking about. And one of the things that makes that effective is her like personal journey to figuring out who she is and like what she wants to be Mm -hmm. um because when she wakes up the first time she's like given this other body and she's like what like whose body is this yeah and then (laughs) and then over the course of the movie um she like asks Christoph Waltz to give her this other body that she like she knows is her own that she like found in this wreckage Uh and he refuses to do it because he thinks it's dangerous and so she like basically through like a convoluted means like destroys her the body that he gave her and is like hey guess you have to give me mine now yeah (laughs) and then she gets her 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 body back that she like she's like this one is mine and when she wakes up it like all kind of changes and and Christoph Waltz is like oh it's because it's reading your subconscious idea of what you actually look like like what you think you look like so it has this like really cool thread running through it of of her like beginning to understand who she is and like what she like how she wants to be defined by others and how she wants to look um and like I this I read this really interesting piece by let me tell you so that I don't forget um Esther Rosenfield called Uh performance and selfhood in Alita Battle Angel (laughs) um and is is basically just about like kind of analyzing the um the main actresses uh, performance who uh, she's played by Rosa Salazar and she's great um, but like basically how at the very beginning of the movie she's like really uncomfortable and like the way she's moving around through the, through the world in this body that isn't hers she's like the way the actor is portraying it is also super like complicated and she's like just seems super hesitant and uncomfortable and then uh, as soon as she gets uh. her like real body she is comfortable and like the performance becomes a lot more smooth and like it's oh, just like it was just yeah really interesting <laughs> yeah so I really uh I went into Elite Battle Angel being like this is gonna be about fights and that rules and the thing is is that it is about fights and it does but rule more but you, you also get more. more you get more oh, for what that's you're looking so for fun. yeah I didn't and, I haven't heard anybody um like examine it that way and it's really nice to nice to hear that yeah it was really um it's like it has so much going on. It's really crazy. <laughs> but, I love uh, that it does. Yeah, it's really. It's like I I went into it kind of like not really knowing what to expect and was really surprised by how like how powerful the emotional core of it was. She also does have a romance with a guy who like totally looks like a Disney Channel heartthrob. So it's like oh perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wow. Alita Battle Angel. More yeah, who than knew? The eye. That is like the kind of fun, not kind of fun, amazing, very fun. 
Um, when you get into the sci-fi territory, you, you do, there is more like, it's more common to, um, you can say more about gender and body politics in sci-fi because totally. you get a lot, you get a lot more androids. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Much, um, <laughs> it's a big android, and, android theme. Yeah. And intelligence inhabiting all sorts of bodies, you know, yeah. that's like a beautiful, and you get some, some of that in like by the book fantasy, but you mostly get like, um, analysis of like womanhood or like yeah. or like uh, you youth and beauty and stuff like that but you get a little more into like the and uh, the next level <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in sci-fi totally yeah. yeah yeah and this has this is like is heavily sci-fi but it has a lot of like weird fantasy stuff in it also something that's really funny that like pretty early on in the movie one of the characters is like mm-hmm. we outlawed guns years ago and now everybody uses swords <laughs> It's just like, okay, cool. You guys just like wanted to put swords in your movie, and I'm really glad you did. But this is yeah, like really like, silly. Let's, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. Like, get it out of the way really quick. Why it's a sci fi, but there's no like ray guns. Yeah, it's like it's everybody's swords. carrying swords. And it's like, oh, that's why. I love it's it. Great. I love yeah. it. Wow. It's really fun. Yes. Um, the only other thing that I watched, which I won't spend a lot of time on, um, which is back back to this old nook of the fantasy realm that I wanted, <laughs> which was like horses and dolphins. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I watched a Canadian, like I'm pretty sure it was a made-for-TV movie called Tadpole and the Whale about a girl that can talk to dolphins and whales. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It wasn't good. <laughs> It was, it was really, really cute. Um, and just what kind of very much like the, the enchanted stallion movie I had, that's all that I was looking for was that flavor of movie where it's like a young girl can talk to horses or dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, it's just hard to find, but, um, I, it failed the way that the enchanted stallion did in that it was just really low budget. And also I'm pretty sure it was, it's Canadian, but I think it's French Canadian and I it's, it was dubbed mm. almost certainly dubbed. And I bet if it was in its original language, it would be really cute. Um, but the voice actor for the main character, little girl tadpole who goes by tadpole and is known on her island home as tadpole Cute. Uh, the voice actor for her was like kind of intense <laughs> um like she had a like, really intense voice um but it was you know it was a very classic like if i saw it as a kid i would love it you know it's yeah. a classic adventure story i forget when it, it's definitely 80s there's a lot of very silly outfits in it um it's from 88 and it's from as a part of the Tales for All series, which as children and family films produced by the company Les Productions La Fête. Oh, <laughs> but, um, Trayvon. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like a, an adventurous little scamp that um, <laughs> lives in a coastal village and has um a seafaring grandpa and lives with her mom in an inn where people come stay and go whale watching. And then her Cute. other grandpa, who's the brother of her seafaring grandpa, is the one who owns the house. And he's like, I want out of this life. I'm going to sell this place. And she also has a best friend, Dolphin. And she can, she, her, she has a magic power, which is like she hears 
miles and miles and miles in the distance. She basically has like super, super good hearing. So she can hear the whales in the sea and she can talk to them and she knows what they're saying. She also plays a lot of recorder for the whales. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Yeah. So it had, it had all the elements I wanted. They just weren't strung together. Well, (laughs) bummer. Uh, if anybody yeah. out there knows of any other movies where a young magical girl talks to horses or dolphins or whales, please DM us at Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda Honestly, on Instagram. Any animal, any <laughs> yes, any exactly. animal will do. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, any animal will do. I'm fine. Um, I have also seen, by the way, just so you don't reach out and tell me, I have seen Phenomena, the Dario Argento movie, where Jennifer Connelly can speak to bugs. Um, cool. It's great. Oh, that's but, it. That is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's another John. High yeah. recommend. I, yeah, I've never seen that. That sounds wild. Um, Jennifer Connelly was also in Alita Battle Angel, and obviously she's from Labyrinth. Wow. It was very. I know she's in all of them. What? She's like, oh, you're doing a fantasy movie about a girl with magic powers. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind if I do. She knows what she likes. She yeah. knows what she likes. I love it. Um. <laughs> Yeah, like Jenny said, please feel free to reach out and interact with us. Our Instagram is at dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda. Um, please. We please. we make our announcements about the show there and let you know what our next themes will be and all that. You please feel free to reach out with any suggestions, questions, or comments of any kind. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, check it out. Um, do you have any other notes on fantasy you want to discuss for this one? Let me check my notes. Hey, check your notes. (laughs) The only other thing that I have in here is um, I had in in talking about things that are in this theme, but not quite strictly fantasy, like where this idea for this theme began um, is uh, my partner brought this up. The other day, what kind of applies as well is Hellraiser Two. Yes, um, our yeah. our theme movie. <laughs> I know, I know, because it is yeah, it's about Kirstie, who is such a hero, but also about who's like a really tough person too. Like she's not very emotionally tender, but she befriends another girl in that movie, and there is a wonderful friendship and saving the world and going to another realm yes. and also fighting another older lady who wants to steal youth and beauty classic <laughs> oh. <laughs> so classic yes uh, i love movies that are about the power of friendship it really gets me every time <laughs> i know me too me too it's beautiful it's so beautiful uh, yeah but that's all my notes what about you jenny do you have any other fantasy notes that's pretty much it. It's really, I mean, we could talk for a hundred years about this and I'm sure we'll do many, many other fantasy subgenre episodes. Cause there's just, there's always more. It's so yeah. fun. It's so fun to just like sink into these like complicated wish fulfillment worlds where it's just like, Oh yeah. Like we are good and we are fighting against evil and like good's probably going to win. And like, you're also maybe going to mm-hmm. kiss somebody yeah rules and like everybody's wearing gowns or like cool outfits yeah yeah like oh wait guess what turns out you're not just a regular girl you don't have to marry that guy 
you get yes. to go to another world and be a hero and fight a battle. <laughs> and like maybe so kiss nice. a cutie while you're there who you actually are into <laughs> maybe fall in love maybe learn more about yourself maybe discover who you are yeah I wow don't know. <laughs> so exciting all of, it, all of it though is so good <laughs> uh, I wish there were more gosh I wish there were more movies yeah. like this I we're gonna really find them do. they're out there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah movies where yeah you're your tenderness and patience and creativity <laughs> and imagination are celebrated. Those are your superpowers. Your I tenderness is your superpower. Uh, exactly. It's so lovely. Exactly. It's not your weakness. It's not no, your weakness. Never. Tenderness is never a weakness. Not in this house. It never is. It never <laughs> is. And I love when that's illustrated in a fantasy movie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's um, that. <laughs> Um, oh, something. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Please go. <laughs> something that the dolphin movie made me realize is that I didn't even dip a single toe into DCOMs, if you will, uh, Disney Channel original movies, which oh. definitely have several movies that like count. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to have to do probably like a several part series of DCOMs. I know. Because then yeah. I thought about the other Talking to Dolphins movie, which is Ring of Endless Light. Oh, my God. I love Ring yeah. of Endless Light. Oh, yeah. wow. I it's forgot so about good. it. Yeah. I, oh, my yeah. God, Amanda. <laughs> I know. Disney Channel original movies are all about coming of age, finding out about who you are, and probably some fantasy elements. Not with all of them, but some no, of them. No, but a lot of them. I mean, almost <laughs> all of them, probably. <laughs> it's like you're either going to talk to dolphins or turn into a leprechaun. Like, you can't. I know. It's one or the other. <laughs> exactly. So I was I was like, wait a minute. I, I know I've seen at least one other movie about a girl who talks to dolphins. <laughs> like it's in there and then it was too you. late it was too late <laughs> <laughs> it's you we're, we'll um, save it for next time we're gonna spend an entire episode talking about ring of endless light <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. all right oh, well wow well shall we transition into recommendations slash what you're looking forward to i would love to do you want to <laughs> go first Oh, sure. I've been dying to talk to you about this, so I am really excited. <laughs> um, oh, I'm excited, too. I The other night I watched a movie, which is part of a series of movies that are all directed by Steve McQueen, who's a British Black director. Um, who He made Widows a couple of years ago, which is uh, an amazing and extremely overlooked movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, Widows <laughs> slaps. It's so slaps it's so it's good so good Steve McQueen's amazing um but so he is doing the series of five movies um the series is called small acts um and they're coming mm-hmm. out every Friday on Amazon Prime I know in England they're being um played on the BBC which is really cool because I'm like oh cool everybody will watch it um yeah but I watched the second like quote-unquote episode they are all like feature-length films um but the second one is called lover's rock um and it's so good (laughs) it's so good uh only three of them are out right now of these movies um 
there's the other two will come out the next Friday and then the Friday after. Um, I've heard mixed things about the other ones, but I'm sure they're all like going to be good, even just just interesting to watch. Um, but Lovers yeah. Rock is about it's literally just about a party. It's about a group of people who throw a party in I think London in like the early 80s, late 70s. Um, mm. And it's just that. That's all it is. And it's so nice. It's like <sighs> just so exciting to watch people hanging out, dancing, drinking, oh. smoking, touching each other. It's like such a warm yeah. and like, it's like a sexy, but like also really sweet movie, but it also has like, I mean, it has conflict in it. Like definitely some parts of it are like, are some bad things happen, but then good things happen. Um, it has like the most incredible scene where everybody is dancing to Silly Games by Janet Kay. <clears throat> and then the DJ cuts the music and everybody keeps singing it. And it's just footage of them singing it for like two minutes of them just singing the song. And it's so good. <laughs> like I literally oh, have been yeah. listening to this song on repeat and just like tearing up thinking about it. I don't know that song. Um, it's really good. I'm going to play it later at the end of the show so you can hear it. Yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah. I have, I'm excited that you brought those movies up. I haven't seen any of them, but I've heard of them. Um, my, again, my partner the other weekend was like, what's that director who has the same name as a famous, uh, famous actor? And we've seen some of his movies and he's got these new movies so i they're on my radar but i'm really excited to hear you say that you love them cuz yeah. it makes sense that they're great steve mcqueen is really really very good at his job totally um, yeah but also this it's even pleasurable hearing you describe a party <laughs> to me yeah it's so like i was kind of shocked by how like the like the happiness that just like filled my body watching it where it's just like oh like remember remember being at parties it sounds so nice it's so nice and like everybody is like the costuming is really great because it is a period piece like just walk like looking at everybody's outfits and it's like at night in this it's just like a house party and everybody's just like and it's like a smoky room where everybody's like drinking beers and like it opens with everybody, like like a group of people preparing the house for the party. So there's like a group of women cooking in the kitchen for like food to sell later. And like these guys moving a couch out and like setting up the stereo system. And it's just like so mundane, but also so nice. <laughs> like it's just mm -hmm. a great, I really recommend it. It's on Prime. Um, I don't know. They might be on like VOD somewhere else eventually, but that's unfortunately where they are right now. But um, it's yeah. free and the other two will be coming out um, in the next couple weeks which is cool I'm excited to like slowly watch all five of them yeah well I, I also in hearing you talk about like the mundane details like I think those things are actually really important to show because they make something feel really realistic right yeah like, totally the yeah like moving furniture out of the way and, yeah like filling up a bowl of snacks you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Oh, that's yeah, so nice. that's my my recommendation is five stars. Lovers rock, <laughs> go watch it. Um, Amanda, okay. do you what do you, what 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 do you have? What do you got? What you got? Well, as per usual, I don't really have a recommendation. I just have something that I'm thinking about watching. Um, Tell me, <laughs> I'm so excited. 
Recently, Jenny and I were talking about how we want to get into Dawson's Creek because we've never seen it and we like teen dramas. (laughs) And then I was thinking about other teen dramas to watch and tucked away in my memory is this TV series from 1999 called The Tribe, which I was on a family vacation once and I saw some episodes of this on TV and it was so exciting and thrilling to me. Um, And all of my life, I thought it was Canadian. It's absolutely not. It's from England, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's about, and also all of my life, I thought it was about a group of shipwrecked teens and like they're like Lord of the flies society on this Island. It's not similar, but it's about a future world in which a bunch of like pretty much all adults or like a bunch of adults have been wiped out by a virus. And so they just live in this post-apocalyptic world and they have different groups. Um, So it's, it's a teen drama. That sounds so good. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, they have like, I think I was so, so sucked into it because they have really punky outfits and looks. Um, Yeah. Yeah, oh that sounds so, amazing. And the the logo for the show is like graffiti text. <laughs> it's it very leave, very cool. If you leave the teens to their own to their up to their own devices, they're gonna start yeah. graffitiing everything. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure when I was catching it, it was probably like 2001 or something, and the 2001 me was very excited. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds really it. great. Is it? Did you find it streaming um, somewhere? You know, I have not. Um, so that's a little mission for me. And ever- <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. Never mind. I just looked it up. It's free on Tubi. T U B I. That's a streaming service. You Come can watch Tubi. the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, rules. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, so if you wanna, if you like teen soaps and you also want to watch something that's a post-apocalyptic um set in that world from england <laughs> shot in new zealand this shows for you wow i'm really excited to check it out well that just about does it do you have anything else you want to add here on dim the lights with jenny and amanda no nothing more than thanks Thanks for joining us if you did. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks for our next show, which is is holiday themed. Holidays. (laughs) The holidays are coming. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. this has been this has been it. Good night, my sweet Amanda. Good night, my sweet Jenny. I'll dim the lights with you next time. Can't wait. Can't wait to dim the lights with you again.